beat reporter. They have headed into the break on a little bit of a heater. And then uh, they'll go down to the All-Star game, UC Saros will, that will also be hot down there in South Florida. And that'll be next weekend will be the NHL All-Star game. And Emma now joins us. Emma, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Uh, probably not better than the Preds right now, although they may be a little bit sad that they've got to go away for a week and a half. They're playing pretty good hockey right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's definitely a thought that crosses your mind. You think, like, oh, you really want to disrupt the the mojo and the momentum that they have going right now. But I think if you talk to anyone around the team, they're all uh, they're all pretty happy to have this break right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, It's been a tough month, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, you know, they deserve the break. I know a bunch of the guys have already – split town they're already on vacation which is well deserved so uh yeah there are definitely pros and cons to having the break come when it does big win over new jersey like they get the season sweep of the devils the devils are 31 13 and 4 on the year and the predators took both of them from them from them and last night they won 6-4 and this is a devils team that was just their third loss in regulation on the road this season. That just tells you how good. I think they came into the game 18-2-2 or something like that. It was, it was crazy. That's a big win. Yeah, so New Jersey was the – they had the best road record in the NHL, which is, you know, really saying something. And uh, in addition to being, you know, one of the top teams in the league overall right now, and obviously we saw that, the Preds could beat them. They beat them in a pretty dramatic fashion earlier in the year up in Newark, but it was really, really great to get that win, like you said, over such a such a dominant team. Um, and it was an exciting win, too. I mean, 6-4, lots of goals, uh, lots of activity. So, uh, you know, we got scoring from all throughout the lineup, too. So it was uh, it was a fun one. Good, good way to head into the break. Yeah, because they knew New Jersey was going to score. I think New Jersey was – averaging like four goals a game they, they can score so you knew you were going to have to put the buck in the back of the net even though they had had a stretch of wins here recently where they've been winning two to one you just knew that wasn't going to be a 2-1 game yeah not not with that New Jersey team you're right and uh, they so New Jersey was also playing on the front end of a back-to-back -back. they play again tonight in Dallas and so if the, the Preds were, you know, fortunate, they got to face New Jersey's backup goaltender and Mackenzie Blackwood. But even he, you know, he made some good saves, I thought. And, um, you know, it was there was a lot that needed to go right for the Preds, and, and I think most of it did. I mean, we saw him come from behind three different times in that game. And so, all you know, it's a, a good win over a good team, but also a good character win for these guys. This team started off 5-8-1 and one in their first 14 games of the season. And since then, they've, they've really turned, especially this little stretch here of about 20 games, they've really turned things around. Um, they played really yeah, good. What, what have you seen in that stretch? Well, you know, every it's, I say this a lot, I feel like, but it's a, it's a long season, and there are bound to be ups and downs, you know, even for uh, – a top, you know, a first place team like New Jersey. I mean, they've had some downs to this season too. And so they're just going to hit at different times. And for the Preds, I think, you know, one of the biggest 
down one of the biggest valleys of this season came early, which, you know, it's unfortunate when that happens because I think it's hard to really kind of get going, but it also makes it easier for maybe some of the outside, like the negative noise uh, from the outside to kind of creep in. And I think you were seeing that a little bit. But one thing I'll say is that this team's confidence in themselves and in the game that they know how to play has never wavered once this season. They have never doubted themselves. They know what they're capable of. Um, You know, they had a team meeting after they lost in St. Louis. And from everything I've heard, you know, they're – pretty hush-hush about exactly what was said, but I think it, you know, it was a very honest, very blunt, brutal, to-the-point meeting where they, you know, really kind of called on themselves and on each other to, to really step up, and I think we're seeing that now. The team went crazy when Cole Smith finally broke through uh, the other night. I think it was, what, Saturday night against L.A. I, I'm losing track of these games. Winnipeg, L.A., one of these games. And he broke through for his his first goal of the season. They went nuts. Got a little behind-the-scenes look of, you know, the helmet being placed on him and the excitement there. I've seen over the years, you know, they always have a theme, right, whether it's the chain or, you know, the dog on the bone or what was it last year, the ace of, ace of spades or something like a card. Uh, do you, I, I don't know the story behind this. I'm dying to know, and I don't even know if you, if you know or not. Or if you know... I want to hear it, but I don't know if you know, Emma. How did the whole you know, helmet come about? Do you know? Well, so not entirely. It's funny because, you know, this we started the season over in Europe in Prague, and we, we, we have done the – we have the preseason exhibition game in Bern, Switzerland, which is Roman Yossi's hometown. And when we were there, someone had bought some, like, traditional Swiss hat – Mm. Um, and they used that as the, the, you know, in place of the helmet when we were over in Prague and won the two games over the Sharks. And so I thought that was going to be the thing for, for this year. You know, we're just going to have this kind of goofy-looking Swiss hat that, mm. that they're going to use. But then came back and this Captain America helmet showed up, and I'm not entirely sure of the story uh, but that's definitely something I can I can find out after the break. Yeah, I'm dying to know where. So you called it a captain. Yeah, that's that's the best way to describe it. Is that is that what they're calling it a Captain America? Helmet yeah, that's what hat? I've heard it being called. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well. Yeah, I'd like to know the context of how that all started. Uh, second, how about Cody Glass? The way he's been playing, uh, quite a season he's had to this point. What do you? What do you see at him? Nice power play goal last night for the Preds. Uh, by the way, the power play has looked a whole lot better. I thought the power play looked really good last night. Seems to be really coming together for Cody Glass. Yeah, it has. And, you know, I think that Cody's been one of the best storylines of this season. I mean, he became a, a fan favorite early with the the video that came out of him, you know, in tears when he found out he made the team out of camp. I mean, for a young kid, I mean, he's only 23, but he's been through so much already with injuries and trades and getting sent down to the AHL and just all of the, you know, adversity he's faced 
as such a young guy. And so he's just one of those guys that you root for, you know. And so to see, you know, the, the Preds brought him over in a trade with Vegas because they saw potential in him as a top six forward. And so they wanted to give him opportunities in that kind of role. And we saw earlier in the season he got those opportunities. Um, and it didn't really pan out like anyone had hoped. And, and that's okay. You know, sometimes guys just aren't ready. And that was, I thought, a really good example of a coach, a coaching staff that really cares about their players and wants them to succeed. They weren't going to keep throwing Cody back in the top six when he wasn't ready for it because that's not good for anyone involved. And so, you know, he spent some time on the bench. He spent some time on the third line, fourth line, and kind of got more reps in to really just build up his own confidence because, you know, sometimes the mental game really doesn't catch up with the physical game. It's not always at the same pace. And I think it was a mental thing for Cody that he just needed to mentally get there. And, you know, now he's playing on the the top line with Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne. And I think if you would ask him a little earlier in the season what it would be like to play with those guys, he'd probably sound almost a little starstruck. But now you can just see the confidence he has. And he's like, yeah, I, I deserve to play with these guys. I know I belong here. Like, I know that this is what I'm capable of. So, and, and now the rest of us are starting to see it, right? Because he's been producing at a really high level and and you know it's just it's great to see everything kind of coming together for him emma who is your mvp of the first half and why um i think i'm gonna have to go this is probably a an easy answer with the all-star game coming up but i'm gonna have to go with uc Saros uh and goal i mean as as darren mentioned earlier there were a lot of ups and downs and specifically a lot of downs uh, in the first part of the season. And one guy that was never really down uh, was UC. And even when the team, the rest of the team wasn't producing in terms of scoring, he had never really wavered and he always gave them a chance to win, even in games when, you know, frankly, they probably didn't deserve to. So he, I mean, he has a, now a well-earned spot on the all-star team uh, in Florida next week. And so I, I would have to say juice. He's just been great for this team. You know, I can't help but to notice the road record versus the home record is very, very different. Uh, what is it about playing at home? And what is it about the struggle being on the road uh, for this team so far? Um, you know, I don't think there's really one answer or one thing you can point to there. I mean, the schedule is, I, I feel like this happens every year. People will say, oh, the schedule sucks this year. The schedule's terrible, and it'll be different every year, but it still sucks. So I think, yeah. um, you know, there, there are different, um, and, and it also depends on what the other teams that you're facing are, are going through as well. So like, for example, when uh, the Preds were at home on Tuesday, played Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg was on the last game of a five-game road trip for them. Okay. And I have now been on a couple of those road trips, and they're long. And they're, you know, it is not easy 
and you kind of do run out of steam by the end there. And so, you know, that's something to keep in mind, too. It's not just about the Preds being home or away. It's also about what the other team's situation is. But, you know, I think it is it's good to kind of get some consistency, you know, when we have these longer home stands like we've had that, you know, everyone is just more comfortable. They're home, they're around their families, that, you know, it's more familiar with them, especially with as many young guys as we have on this team right now who might be their first or one of their first uh, seasons as a full-time NHL player, you know, that, that does make a difference. So if, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably a combination of all of that. Emma, you know, when you look at where this team is uh, in regards to the standings here at the, at the break, uh, they're one point back of the wild card. They're two points back of third place in the division. A whole lot to play for coming back here on the second half. Sometimes I think, you know, because they were not what some people were expecting, it feels like everything is lost and the season's over and that kind of a thing. But it, it really, they're really actually very competitive as far as being in the thick uh, for at least getting a shot in the playoffs here. Definitely. And, you know, as I mentioned before, it is a long season. And so if you look, as you said, at the standings right now, I mean, the Preds are right there. They're right in it. And there's still a lot of hockey left to be played. You know, we're at the sort of unofficial halfway point here. We're actually a little over halfway through the season, Mm -hmm. uh, but with the all-star break. So I think, you know, there's still a lot left to be played, a lot of chances, and they're definitely right in it. And I think, you know, just from talking to uh, John Hines last night, he was saying, kind of talking about last season, how it almost looked the opposite, how they – started off really strong and then kind of petered out towards the end and almost kind of limped into the playoffs there. And so, you know, if if what we're seeing now kind of keeps keeps going, then we could have see the opposite here, which it's almost, you know, you kind of feel like maybe they're peaking at the right time. Mm. Uh, last but not least, uh, for me at least, and that is uh, where the guys are going uh, on the on the break now, you know I don't need specific players or anything like that. But I've heard the Bahamas, I've heard Grand Cayman. Uh, you know, I wonder if they're going back over to Europe. Some of the guys because uh, the trip is a little bit longer. Can can you name the most exotic thing you've heard? Again, I don't need all the details. I don't need to know which player and who they're going with and all that. Just w- what is the thing you heard that you were like, you're going where? <laughs> um. I know, so I heard a couple Mexicos. Um, I heard a Disney World, uh, and I've heard a uh, small town in Ontario. Okay. So <laughs> I think that, you know, maybe not exotic, but still probably had the the reaction of, oh, really? You're going there? <laughs> so Sounds cold. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hockey player yeah, going to Ontario. To go imagine north, that. you know, in January. Yeah. February, early so February. I, no. No. All of the the Mexicos and the uh, you know the more tropical destinations made a lot more sense to me. <laughs> I just saw something real quick. The sta- there's going to be a stadium series game between the Capitals and the Hurricanes at Carter Finley Stadium in Raleigh. Is that? Am I to assume that's where NC State plays their games? 
It is, yeah. Okay. And it's actually right across. They share a parking lot with, with the PNC Arena, arena yeah. where the Hurricanes play. Oh, interesting. Okay. That is interesting. I've been to uh, I've been to an NC State football game, so I'm familiar with the lay of the land right off the interstate. Is right it a good there. setting for NHL? I mean, uh, you know, well, I mean, it's the football. I mean, the football stadium. I mean, it's just yeah. Emma, Emma can. It's just a big parking lot, a huge parking lot. Okay. Yeah. So I will say, you know, the the culture there, and it's trickled over into the hockey culture too. I mean, tailgating for. The Hurricanes games is huge. Really it's a huge thing huh. there. Even okay. for like the just the normal games at PNC Arena. But then if you add the outdoor element, you know you get the NC State fans too, and have kind of that whole area there. Like I could, I could see it definitely being a really fun experience as far as the tailgating goes, because people do get really into that. Huh. Now, as far as the weather. Um, that's kind of similar to Nashville yep. where you really don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> um, like it could be 30 degrees or it could be 70, you know, it just, it, it kind of <laughs> depends. So hopefully, you know, it's not too warm. Um, and you know, they can, they can have a good, good experience there. But yeah, I think, I think that, you know, they'll do a good job with it. They'll probably root for right down the middle, 50 degrees, and maybe even a little yeah. overcast would be probably a perfect outdoor game. Well, that's what it was in Dallas for the Winter Classic, and it was perfect for the Preds and the Stars. So about 50 degrees and overcast. Be perfect. Not too hot. Not not too hot. Obviously, it won't affect the no. ice. But not cold, right? It's it's just kind of, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it won't be Arctic. Not freezing cold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Emma, enjoy your time down in South Florida around the All-Star game. That'll be next weekend. Enjoy a little downtime as well, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thank you, guys. That is Emma Lincoln, Predators beat reporter. A little break for the Preds.